You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And hello, folks. Hello and welcome. Welcome to the show. Uh, this is On Point with Victor, the fastest growing on it, growing, growing show on internet radio here at America's Web Radio. Folks, <laughs> if you're out there and you've got a business, you gotta, you gotta start advertising on America's Web Radio. We, we reach, uh, a national audience every day. So, uh, this is, this is the place to be. Um, in fact, if you've got some questions about that, uh, just email the show, gm at americaswebradio.com, gm at americaswebradio.com. Email us. That is the show email. And uh, you can ask questions about the show. You can ask questions about uh, other shows. And you can definitely inquire about uh, advertising or becoming a sponsor here at America's Web Radio. So, as I said, welcome to the show. This is On Point with Victor. Uh, I am Victor Armendariz. <laughs> so, we're, I'm teaching everyone here how to... Actually, uh, David rolls his R's about as good as I do. And he's American. <laughs> Tex, Texas grown. Texas born. Um, folks, we've got a jam-packed show today. Uh, so, uh, I want to get right to it. Um We've got a couple of things coming up today. We've got a special guest, you know, a special treat. Uh, I, you know, I tell you guys all the time to interact with the show. I, I love to get to receive questions, and anytime I get questions, I try and answer them. If I don't answer them right away, I try and answer them in the next show. Uh, so we did have uh, some questions uh, pop up uh, from the last show. So I've got a good question from a listener that uh, was a, a very good question. So I've got a guest that's going to come in to answer it because, believe it or not, I am not an expert on everything. Uh, I know a lot about Maybe a little about a lot, or a lot about a little. I don't know one of those things, but uh, but I do like to take care of my listeners. Uh, you guys are so awesome for listening. So we did get a good question in, and I brought. I've got an expert that's going to join us uh, in about ten minutes. Well, maybe about eight minutes, and uh, we'll we'll get to that question. Um, we also have, um, you know, just a few things that that are coming up today. You know, folks. It's not always wall-to-wall politics here. Uh, we are capable of, of discussing other topics. Um, you know, like I've said before, I am a multi-talented host. Or at least I like to think I am. And I can make any topic fun. I didn't say interesting, but we'll make it fun. Uh, so so j- join joining me in, in about, about eight minutes or so um, will be a special guest uh, by the name of Jeff Zuloff. And hopefully I'm saying that right. And he'll be calling in from uh, the Loan Depot and Mortgage, and he's going to answer our listener question. So uh, I hope listener uh, Alan is out there today because this is your chance to hear the answer to your question. If you don't listen today, Alan, then if you tune in next week, I'm going to make up the answer to the question if you miss it today. Um, now, so we'll, we'll get to that in just a few. Uh, also, joining us at the uh, bottom of the hour uh, is going to be our resident, uh, Mark the Shock. Uh, he's up there in New York battling liberalism every day in the court system. And he, you know, I refer to him as, uh, Mark the Shock because he's a law shock. And I can't sit here today and not mention the Mueller fiasco that's about to unfold tomorrow. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if, if, if you're tired of this whole fake Russia collusion story and this, 
this we must find obstruction and we must stick something to Trump because nothing else we've tried uh, has has allowed us to get rid of him. Um, I know I'm sick of it too, but I can't let this day go without uh, mentioning at least what what I think is going to happen tomorrow. If Mueller even shows up, you know, part of me, part of me thinks that that Mueller may not even show up tomorrow. That the Democrats may pull a little quick switch, switcheroo um, tomorrow morning and not have him come in. Uh, I I am just amazed that the Democrats are either so they're, they're either so overboard on this. We've we've got to create something because they are so afraid of losing in 2020. Um, they they feel like they have to somehow impeach this president or throw him somehow get him out of office, and because I think they are realizing every day that that uh, they're not going to beat him in 2020. And what this is this Mueller bit is tomorrow. It, they're trying to set it up so they can get Mueller to make a soundbite so they can try and convince the American people to impeach Trump. And what I mean by that is. If you can, if the media and the Democrats can drive down Donald Trump's approval ratings down into the twenties and the teens, and and you know I'm, we're talking fifteen, sixteen percent, uh, then they can really, really push for impeachment. And they haven't been able to do this, folks. They have gone after Trump with everything they have. They've fired every barrel, every belt-fed uh, weapon they have. They've fired at him, and and of course I'm being facetious. Uh, but they are throwing everything at Trump, and they have not been able to get him out of office. They can't even drive his numbers down. Uh, folks, Donald Trump is polling in some polls over 50%. And I will tell you right now, when you see a CNN poll, an MSNBC poll, a CBS poll, an MSNBC, any of these polling or any of these lamestream medias that, that show polls that showing Trump at 44 45 46 48%, you can rest assured that that's probably five to seven points lower than it should be because they they cannot bring it to themselves to actually show that Donald Trump is becoming a very popular president, and it's driving them mad. And if you want to see an example of what a mad, out-of-their-mind Democrat looks like, go look up Adam Schiff. Uh, go look up... Uh, this this guy from uh, up in New York, uh, Nadler, uh, look up the Socialist Quartet, Omar, Cortez, Tlaib, and Presley. Uh, just just look look at them and see what they're saying. And, and every other word out of their mouth is racist, racist, racist. Uh, folks, you when you can't argue economy you can't argue jobs you you can't argue how to make america a better place and all you have is racist 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 uh, you got a problem and and look i'm telling you the democrats are are losing their mind and and that's what we're going to see tomorrow we're going to see the democrats try and get Mueller to give a soundbite that's beyond the scope of what he uh, his uh, report says you know the report clearly says no collusion no obstruction but Adam Schiff and Nadler won't let this go. And what they're going to try to do tomorrow is get a soundbite that they can run with. Uh, look, folks, it's not going to work. Um, but it's a shame that we're wasting taxpayer dollars and we're wasting time in the in the House and the Senate to do this. Uh, it's very annoying. And I wouldn't put it past the Democrats right now if they were having backdoor meetings 
with Mueller and his people to try and get some kind of 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 questioning or or or, or coach him into something that they want him to say. Uh, so it's going to be interesting tomorrow. But but the amazing thing is. The Republicans are also going to get a chance to ask Mueller questions. And when Jim Jordan, I say let Jim Jordan have all the time because Jim Jordan's going to uh, really, really ask some important questions to Mueller. And I, and I think he's going to put Mueller on the spot. All right, folks, we're going to go to the phones right now. Um, we have on the line uh, should be uh, Jeff uh, Zuloff. Are you there? Yes, I am, Victor. Oh, excellent. Jeff, so you are with the uh, Loan Depot Mortgage. Is that correct? That's correct. Can you tell us real quick a little bit about that and what yeah, you do? So, yeah, so Loan Depot is the uh, fifth largest lender in the country. Um, if you take out the bigger banks, we're number two behind Quicken Loans. And uh, they basically started up about um, almost 10 years ago, 2010. So they're the fastest rising mortgage company in the country right now as far as growth. So. Wow. And uh, and I am a loan officer there. I do residential mortgages. I've been in the business now for about 15 years. Oh, wow. So uh, so you know a thing or two about mortgages. Well, I've absorbed a little bit of information along the way from trial and error. <laughs> <laughs> so. well, well, excellent. Well, well, listen, welcome to On Point with Victor and I I, you know, we're we're mostly a uh, talk of the day with what's going on in the news and with a with a little little political spin. I, I might add, I, I do a common sense and logical analysis to the day's events and what's going on in politics. But I actually want to deviate away from politics because we have a listener who has a question about uh, uh, about a, about a mortgage. And in fact, what he wants to know is is what a home buyer should be aware of regarding how to get the best deal on a, on a home mortgage. And uh, he wants to know, you know, there are many variables that influence the mortgage rates and different things like that, and, he, and especially when you're talking interest rates and, and how the Fed sets them and, and how that will affect interest rates on mortgage loans and other type of loans. So I wanted to um, just give you here a, a second to um, let our listener, Alan, know um, an answer to his question. Sure. So, uh, Alan, you are correct. There are many factors that go into interest rates, and there's all kinds of different loan products out there. You have conventional loans, you have FHA loans, and uh, you know you have other government loans as well, like uh, VA and USDA. But typically, um, the main factors that are going to affect what interest rate a borrower will get depends on uh, a few different things. So, credit score has a huge impact. Um, typically on a conventional loan, for example, if you're looking for the best interest rate, you want to be above a 740 credit score. Um, mm. Down payment is another big factor. So believe it or not, 5% down gets you a better rate than 20% down. And I know that, that, that defies logic. Mm. But when the, when the mortgage insurance companies are going to cover us lenders for 25% of default for having PMI, so we actually get a better rate with 5% down over 20. So once you get to 25 or more down, then you get that back and you get the better rates and pricing. So down payment is another huge factor. Um, you know, the credit score makes a big difference. Um, the amount of debt that you carry can, can have a difference on your mortgage payment as well. We call it debt to income ratio. Mm -hmm. So if you have a very high debt to income ratio, that can affect things like private mortgage insurance and how much you pay because a lot of that's risk-based and so the the higher the debt to income ratio the lower the credit score the higher the risk-based 
base pricing there is. So, and, um, so there is a, a lot of truth to when when you find the home. Let's say you find your dream home, or you're finding that starter home, and you you build your credit up, you've saved some money for a down payment. And when you start to enter negotiations or, or you're starting to work with a mortgage lender, that you really need to take care on on how you're what you're buying, what you're paying for. Um, is is there truth? I, I've heard once you start in negotiations, don't go pay off a big credit card or don't if you haven't done it already or don't do anything out of the ordinary. I, I, is that true or what? What's the best advice there? No, it is true. Um, you know. There's a lot of moving factors with credit, so when you're talking about making big purchases, that's always on our, uh, uh, not, you know, to not do list. So you definitely we have like a top ten of these are the things you don't want to do, mm-hmm. and you know one of them is making large purchases because that can affect your debt to income ratio mm-hmm. and also also your qualifying power. So um, you know you want to make sure that you keep your debt to income ratio in line. And people will always ask me, well, hey Jeff, can I still use my credit card? Absolutely. Um, do whatever you've been doing, but just don't go out and make any large purchases or open new credit. That's the key is going out, buying a brand new car or opening, you know, a Home Depot card and maxing it out. That that can really <laughs> kill your debt to income ratio. Right, right. Well, hey, Jeff, if you can hang on, uh, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. But when I come back, I do want to get into a little more of 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 how to shop for the best deal or, or what really needs to take place to find the so-called best deal for a mortgage. And I want to get into a little bit of that. So, Jeff, if you hold on right there, folks, hang on. We're going to be right back after this break. You're tuned into America's Web Radio. Quick stakes. That's Q-U-I-K stakes are not just for surveyors. They are great for family and community gardens. Go online to www.quickstake.com or contact your local land surveying supply dealer and get you a box of quick stakes. You'll love them every year when you plant your garden. Again, that's quick stakes, Q-U-I-K stakes, the truly preferred way to stake and identify what's in your garden now. This is Ron Camacho, host of the Business Hour, on Fridays from 10 to 11 a.m. Join me as I talk with passionate professionals on a program that profiles the best businesses, business professionals, business practices, and fascinating individuals to get an insider view of how America works, 10 to 11 a.m. on America's Web Radio. Get your pen and paper ready. If there's a move in your near future, I'm here to tell you that the folks I used and now recommend is around town movers. Timothy and the guys recently moved me, and I am and was totally satisfied with a sometimes not-so-fun experience moving. Call Timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience. Around Town Movers for that local or cross-country move. Timothy, Around Town Movers, in my opinion, are the best. That's Around Town Movers. Call them. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
We're back, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. You're listening to On Point with Victor, and we are uh, having a discussion right now with on the phone with uh, Jeff. Is it Zuloff? Zuloff, that is Zuloff. correct. Excellent, excellent. Okay. So we're back with Jeff, and we're we're answering a listener's question about uh, uh, mortgage rates, about how to get the best deal on a home mortgage, and and uh, and how does the Feds when the Fed changes an interest rate, how does that affect a mortgage rate? So, so back to you. You were making some really good points there, Jeff, about credit score, down payment money, um, debt to rate, uh, income to debt ratio, um, all all very important things indeed. Um, I did have a question real quick. What if what if a buyer, a home buyer, a home seeker has uh, their credit frozen? Uh, you know, a lot of um, a lot of consumers these days freeze their credit, uh, be trying to protect themselves from um, identity theft. So when they are, you know, when you're starting to talk to, when they're talking to a banker or so, do they have to unfreeze that credit? Yeah, so uh, typically, you know, and it's always been this way since I've started in the business, we're going to pull all three credit bureaus, and then all lenders are going to use the middle score of the three. So we're going to throw out the highest score, we're going to throw out the lowest score, and whatever one's in the middle is the score that we're going to use. And if it's frozen... That's one of the most important um, aspects of getting a pre-approval or a pre-qualification letters that we're able to, you know, to uh, view the credit and see, you know, to, to see what debts they have, see if they've paid on time, see mm-hmm. what the credit scores, all of that factors into getting pre-qualified. So that's something when we pull credit, if it says it's frozen, we, we get them to immediately unfreeze, unfreeze it, it. Can, uh, pull it. So. Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. And I think that's another good point there, Jeff, uh, is getting a prequal, you know, a prequalified letter. Um, doesn't that, or, or in your opinion, does that help when, when you're out, especially when you're looking for your first home, when you can go in and start talking and looking at homes and talking to realtors that, that's representing a, a seller, and you can go in with a prequalification letter? Um, does that really, I mean, is that a good weapon to have on a buyer side? It definitely it holds a lot more weight. So right now, um, you know, at least for the last six months, it's been more of a seller's market, and meaning that there's more buyers than there is uh, sellers. Mm-hmm. So they kind of have the upper hand. And if you don't have a pre-approval or a pre-qualification letter, and I can go into the difference between the two letters, but if you don't have one of those letters in hand, they won't even accept your offer or entertain it. So, well, if you um, if you don't mind, real quick, can you just um, what's the the biggest difference between the pre-approval and a pre-qualification? So, a pre-approval means that the borrower has given us their pay stubs, their W twos. Um, if we need tax returns, the tax returns. Sometimes we don't need tax returns. But um, they've given us their bank statements, and then all of that is reviewed not only by me, the underwrite, me, the loan officer, but it's also seen the eyes of uh, the eyes of the underwriter has reviewed it as well. So that's the biggest difference between a pre-approval, a pre-qualification, is really just us pulling their credit and looking at what they told us. You know, they make, they say, Jeff, I make X amount. It's in the application. They tell me they have X amount in the bank. The pre-approval goes a step further. Now we've verified everything. We have the documents to back it up, basically. Oh, great. So so the pre-approval is, is really what you want when you really want to carry some extra weight when you start talking to realtors and, and um, potential sellers as a buyer. When you can go in and say, look, I'm pre-approved. Let's talk. That's, that's the weight you want to carry? Absolutely, because at that point, if you're pre-approved, it's already been through underwriting. 
you're approved through underwriting. All we need is the contract on a home. We order an appraisal, and we have to get the title work in, and then we're done. Awesome. So that carries a lot more weight than somebody that hasn't even gone through underwriting yet. That's There's things that can come up in that process. In that process, All right. So, so when we look at answering a basic question of how to get the best deal on a home mortgage, there's a few things that 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 the the person who's about to embark on that first home or second home or, or whichever home they're doing there's a good list and that should include make sure your credit score is up to par um getting your income to debt ratio under you know get hopefully debt free but if not debt free at least get that debt down and then get in there and get a pre-approval um, would you say that would be a good list that's going to help them get the best rate that is a great list. And then, um, like you said, in getting the best rate, you know, there's factors that go into that, and mm-hmm. there's different ways that you can shop for that. So also, uh, when when you're looking, and, and they've done all these things right, they've got a great credit score, they've got pre-approval, everything, they've got a low debt, or they're debt-free. And then let's say they're moving into, okay, at this point, consider, and they've got their down payment, so how how much should someone consider a 15-year versus a 30-year uh, as far as uh, getting the best deal? You know, if they really want, you know, a lot of people focus in on the rate. Oh, i got to have 3.8 or I want 4.0. Or they're really focused on that. And then, of course, a mortgage lender will say, well, you know, if you do a 15, then I can get you this rate. But if you go 30, it's going to be this rate. And I don't think people think it through well a 15 is going to make your monthly um bill this much as opposed to the 30 makes it this much and then maybe i go that 30 because i can afford to make an extra payment the next few years and then that so so tell me a little bit about what's your opinion on that so i mean typically what i see and i think it's just been a little bit of the um brainwashing that I call it in, in, a, in our society around real estate mortgages is that everybody talks about 30-year fix, 30-year mm-hmm. fix. That's all you hear over and over again, 30-year fix. But for those that are a little bit more financial savvy and financially set, I mean, a 15-year makes sense. As a first-time home buyer, you know, maybe the debt-to-income ratios are a little bit too tight so they wouldn't qualify. But for those that are maybe buying a second or third home, it's definitely a good option to look at a 20 or a 15 year because you're going to build that equity much faster and you're going to get a lower rate because it's a shorter term. That's, that's mm-hmm. a given. You're going to get a lower rate at a 15 year, but you're going to build that equity that much faster. When you're putting that much more towards principal every month, you're going to build equity much, much faster on a 15 or a 20 than you would on a 30 year. So, so, um, so no matter you do 15, 20, or 30, would I be correct in any time, you, if you can at least make one extra payment towards principal a year, is that, does that not, I mean, that's a good way to knock off some years of, off that loan and build equity also, is it not? Yeah, they typically say if you make one full mortgage payment, an extra mortgage payment a year, that it should shave off about seven to eight years off the mortgage um, and if you do it religiously, whether you pick, you know, every December I'm going to make, I'm going to double my payment, mm-hmm. or um, or you spread it out over the year, you know. There's no such thing really anymore as a prepayment penalty. Nobody sells those anymore. Okay. So you can add an extra $200 a month, take your, take your payment and spread it out over the year and instead of doubling your payment every December. You can do it that way and as well. It all has the same effect. That's great advice. 
because then you're not, yeah, you're not getting that pain at the end of the year. You spread it out over 12 months just as, as you would if you bought anything else on credit. Um, I think that's a great point, Jeff. And and if, if correct me if I'm wrong, do you, do you have to 100% make sure that that extra payment, that extra part is going towards the principal or are most lenders now, I mean, is it as simple as checking a box saying, you know, a lot of people do online banking, so if I'm sending my mortgage payment automatically every month and then I want to bump that payment up, is there an easy box to check for most mortgage bankers that says, hey, this is extra, make sure this goes to principal? Yeah, typically you'll get a, a mortgage coupon, you know, a statement in the mail, mm-hmm. and there'll be a box to check. So if, you, if you're if you old school and you mail in a check, you can check a box on there. Or if you just do it online, I would say most servicers are automatically going to apply it to principal first, unless, and the rule is unless you're short on your escrow account and they need to get it caught up, they're probably going to draw from that first because you're short on your escrow mm-hmm. for your taxes and insurance. But typically, um, and you can, you know, it's a good point to call the servicer and ask, um, but you could go ahead and uh, just, um, you know, find out what their stance is on it. But most of them are going to apply it immediately to principal first. So. Perfect, perfect. Okay, because I have, uh, I've actually received that question from, from some other listeners about um, how do I know my money is actually going to principal and I always tell them well you go in and make sure it says principal and get a receipt <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah well when you get your next statement too it will show where it went so it breaks down your payment on the back of your uh, mortgage mm-hmm. statement and it'll tell you where the money went if you make an extra you know like $500 a month on oh, it. it'll tell you the breakdown of where it went excellent excellent so another question I want to ask are there so we talked about a 15 20 and 30 are there any um, loan types today that are out there that you would recommend staying away from uh, are there any dangers that a home buyer should should be aware of so there are uh, you know as things have evolved and you know the further we've gotten away from the, the mortgage mess and the mortgage meltdown um, there are some investors that are coming back in with some riskier products um, mm-hmm. I'm starting to see things like bank statement loans. Um, the adjustable rates are becoming, you know, more popular again. You know, if somebody knows they're going to move in three or five years. Why do a 30-year fix, right? But then also, I'm starting to see the interest-only products come back too, where you're only paying the interest and nothing on the principal every month. So hmm. uh, we haven't seen we haven't seen the uh, option arms, which was the one that had negative amortization, those are pretty much illegal and hmm. extinct, Extinct, but um, you are starting to see some more of the exotic products starting to come back again, where the no-doc, um, you know, the bank statement loans, we're starting to see some of that as well. So hopefully, hopefully we don't go back to the careless and, you know, I, I often say if, if we can keep politicians out of the free market, that the... Okay business will handle itself especially when when a mortgage company is being told you must loan to a certain person or you must loan because this person checks off this box and this box i mean is that not jeff what got us into some of the trouble before that is yeah it is some of what got us to where we are i think um you know they kind of overcorrected with some of what they did with the dodd frank act Mm-hmm. I don't think they need to repeal all of it. I know they were talking about, you know, maybe some adjustments to it, which I think are good. Yeah. I think some of the things they brought to the table, like 
a customer should get a closing statement at least three days before closing. These are good things. They mm-hmm. help protect the customer. And, um, you know, loan officers not getting paid on yield spread anymore where, you know, you had that whole thing where loan officers would bump somebody's rate before closing because they mm-hmm. made more money. Right. So it, it, it kicked some of the riffraff out of our business. Um, and so some of it was good. I think some of it they overdid it, but they kind of overstepped their bounds. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think where we're at now, it is it is better in a lot of ways than where we were, you know, let's say 10 years ago. Oh, good. Well, speaking, you know, you mentioned uh, Dodd-Frank or, or Frank Dodd. Um, mm-hmm. Give me uh, – actually, we're, we're probably going to run out of time. Jeff, you know what? I <laughs> I want to have you back on, Jeff. Uh, would, you, would you be willing to come back on and, and we do a, a little bit more discussion here in the, in the coming maybe in a week or two? Absolutely. Anytime. Anytime you want me on, Victor, I'm that, there for you. That would be great. I would love that because I would love to get into a little bit more of the Frank Dodd. Thank you so much, Frank. I really appreciate uh, Frank. Thank you so much, Jeff, for being on. Um, I love it. So we're going to another break. I appreciate it, uh, Jeff, and we'll be in touch. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. America's Web Radio. Quick stakes, that's Q-U-I-K stakes, are not just for surveyors. They are great for family and community gardens. Go online to www.quickstake.com or contact your local land surveying supply dealer and get you a box of quick stakes. You'll love them every year when you plant your garden. Again, that's quick stakes, Q-U-I-K stakes, the truly preferred way to stake and identify what's in your garden now. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are tuned in to On Point with Victor. Uh, thanks so much for listening, folks. This is America's Web Radio, and I am Victor Arman, that is. And joining me next, uh, here in the bottom of the hour, uh, on the phones, we're going to go to New York, and I believe Mark is on. Mark. Hey, how are you? Good afternoon, hey. everybody. Good, good. It's good to, good to hear from you, Mark. 
So, Mark, I, I was uh, I was about to go into the On Point with Victor topic rundown, and lo and behold, the first thing on my list is uh, the um, Socialist Quartet has uh, sh- sh- lately been showing that their combined IQ is about 30. Um, oh, you shot high. <laughs> yeah, maybe I am shooting high there, Mark. I, and the only reason I give them that high is because they they have been able to take control of the Democrat Party. And, I mean, these are freshmen... Oh, well, here's an interesting question. Is it them taking control, or is it Trump making them take control? Well, Mark, that I want to get to, because what, what I think these freshmen uh, congresswomen have done is they've taken the gavel away from Pelosi. I mean, they really have. They, they or let's use this, they have taken the helm of the ship... And they are steering it into socialist lane, and they're getting on that socialist track, and they're about to hit the jets, or they're hit the turbo, or whatever. Um, but Mark, you make a great point, and I want you to elaborate on it because I touched on this last week, where when when I hear, heard Republicans and and uh, you know run of the mill Republicans, establishment Republicans, uh, all hitting their face and going, "Oh, Trump stepped in it. Oh, Trump, he." I can't believe he would he would say this and do that, and why does he bring them to light? Well, Mark, last week I mentioned that I think Trump's a branding genius. and He is a branding genius. Absolutely. Not only and that is he is an amazing strategist. He is the strongest when he has somebody to go after. Yeah. And they have served these four, uh, for lack of a better word, knuckleheads up on a platter, on a silver platter for him. He really... You know, you may win New York and California, which was never in question on the Democratic Party. A pencil eraser could run there and mm-hmm. still win. Mm-hmm. But the middle of the country and the rest of the country is sitting there going, wait a second, abolish DHS? Wait a second, abolish ICE? Open borders? Whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down the train to insanity. Yeah. Well, you're probably a better, that's probably a better term, train to insanity, not just the train to socialism. Um, you're right, uh, Mark. What what are they campaigning on? They have turned the Democrat. Today's Democrat Party is campaigning for open borders, free health care for illegals, free health care for anyone else that can get here. Um, they have, according to some of the reports I've heard, because I'm all the way on the, the East Coast here, we don't hear too much about the West Coast except when it's the Ninth Circuit, but they have 7 million documented citizens who don't have health care, but now we have millions of undocumented uh, occupants that do have health care. Welcome to California. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's, a, here's another bonus round for you. Did you know that the people who were in these detention centers for illegally crossing our border can sue the American government for their negligence, but the Kate Steinle family cannot sue California because of sovereign immunity for releasing this murderer into their community to kill their daughter? Mark. Can you believe this? I'm so glad you brought that up because we've we've touched on it before. Will, will you just real quickly explain a little bit uh, what you mean by sovereign immunity? Sovereign immunity basically says that the state is immune from lawsuits against anything other than its direct negligence. Mm-hmm. And that was a case that came out several years ago, which I, escapes me right now. But yeah, me they too. basically said unless the government is directly involved in the issue, then no one can sue them. Mm-hmm. Now, the government is directly involved in releasing illegal aliens into the community despite retainer holds, and that didn't constitute under the the California courts 
a direct involvement? I, I mean, what did they need to do? Did they need to have one of the guys open up the jail cell who is the uh, you know governor out there? What is it, Newsom? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me? How much yeah. more of a direct link? He's more of a clown than he is a governor. But, yes, uh, they do yeah. call him governor. Yeah, I still remember their outrage when Trump said, fine, we'll send all the illegals to you. Oh, I, you yeah, know, they open arms buttoned up real quick. Oh, that was another brilliant move by Trump because you have San Francisco, you've got Pelosi, you've got Newsom, that's that's the governor of California, Pelosi, and you've got the other boxer and these other representatives who, who were proudly saying we are sanctuary cities. If you are illegal, we welcome you. And then Trump turns around and goes, "Well, all right, well, I'm going to help you welcome some more, and we're just going to bust some over to you." Instead of putting them in what what uh, Cortez was trying to say is a concentration camp, then okay, Democrats, you don't like what's going on at the border, I'll put them in a bus and we'll take them to you. Mark, she lost Pelosi, lost her mind. Oh yeah. And and so did Nadler and the rest of them up there in your part of the world, up there in New York. You know, you know, Mark, I would, um, I, I, I have to feel like there's got to be people in New York, whether they're LAPD or uh, FNDY or, um, or just run-of-the-mill people that don't live in Manhattan that are around New York, that are waking up, that maybe haven't voted in the past, that maybe are seeing the light. I mean, may, I'm not saying Trump's going to win New York. But maybe it'll be closest that we've ever seen. I got to tell you that I, I think it's the same thing that happened in 2016. People don't want to tell you what they're thinking, so they say, uh, "No, uh, I wouldn't vote for him." No, because they don't want to be labeled somewhere. It doesn't matter what you say. I, you know, they've diluted the term racism so far that it's just nothing but a clear drink. You know, and it's mm -hmm. thrown around everywhere. And it, it doesn't matter anymore. That's not the point. The point is, is that nothing, not everything in life is a racism. It's not. Racism has been turned into a verb. <laughs> yeah, know, that's true. It's Sad. almost like it's racism. What is racism? Yeah, it doesn't what matter is. what it is. It's racism. Oh, mm -hmm. okay, it's racism. You know, they just took away the crown from, uh, what is it? Um, oh, yes. Um, and she's an Asian girl. Zhu, yep. Zhu, actually, is her last name. Uh, yeah, Jew, something like and that. she won. Um, oh my goodness, I forgot what the state, but she yeah, won she, a pageant. She put a post up that said, you know, black on black crime. That's who kills the most blacks is blacks, and that she got called out as a racist. Oh yeah, they and took she her. She was on CNN, mm -hmm. and they're saying, well, why didn't you quote the the white kill more whites? Well, you know what? If the question is what color is that piece of cloth, you don't say the weather's fine outside. That's called <laughs> disassociation. <laughs> Absolutely. It was in response to a, a tweet that someone else put out mm -hmm. that was specific on that question, but yet CNN somehow timed, somehow was trying to manipulate her into saying, huh, well, yeah, I should have told you about the cars are blue, too, that more cars are red. Get pulled over more because that was important, too. Well, Mark, that's because look at what the Democrats have right now. Everything they, the only thing they have is racist, racist, racist. Look what they've done now with the social socialist quartet. If hey, you, I'm, I'm I'm from New York, so all of our news here, except for the national news, gets filtered through the zero filter, where nothing really comes out that's reality. Mm -hmm. So tell me what's going on actually in the real world. So let's, so so what's what's happening, Mark, is the socialist quartet has positioned it now, and along with the Democrat Party, that if you so much as disagree, it, I, I mean, you can. It doesn't matter if you're black, Hispanic, Asian, 
uh, Native American, you name it. If you disagree now with the Democrat Party, if you disagree with, with Cortez, Omar, Tlaib, you're a racist. So somehow, I, I as, as I'm sitting here today with my Hispanic background, because I disagree with some of the policies, if not most of them, of coming out of the Democrat, today's Democrat, I'm apparently a racist. You are, no, you're a racist. A racist, exactly. <laughs> and Mark, I got news for you. I, I mean, uh, clearly, you, you, uh, you know, being a Jewish guy, uh, I mean, according to the Democrats, you're supposed to hate Israel and you're supposed to just look in the mirror and hate yourself. I got to tell you, if any Jewish people out there vote Democrat this year, they are crazier than a jelly bean. Uh, they yes. have to listen to the democratic platform to understand how dangerous that is for Israel. Mark, all they got to do is listen to Omar, listen to Talib, listen to what they've been saying about Israel, and and then look at some of the actions that the Democrats have tried to take against Israel. Mark Omar, Representative Omar is pushing BDS, which oh, which is the which is the without naming Israel directly, it's against Israel. Exactly, because it's calling for the boycott and and um, di- divest. What am I going to miss this word? Divestment of Israel, and and that is that's striking at the heart of Israel, and and trying to you're trying to bring down the only real uh, freedom country in the Middle East. There's one stable regime there that's democratic. Mm-hmm. And not off the walls terroristic, and we're we're throwing barbs at them for some reason, and people are cheering this on over here. And and you've got people cheering it on, and and Mark, some of them are Jewish people. I do not know for the life of me, Mark. I'm my great grandparents must be rolling over in their Jewish graves right now because I, I'm appalled that there are Jewish people that will vote for the Democrat Party. And again, it's you know, today's been, Democrat Party. Because the problem has been this. The Democratic Party has been very supportive, usually, of Israel. And for hundreds, you know, 200 years. That was the old yeah, Democrat when, Party. From the not, existence of Israel, not 200 years, but from the existence right. of Israel, going forward, that Democratic Party was a big supporter of Israel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, they've gone completely bonkers. Look, now, my, they've gone so left, they've fallen off every platform that ever made the Democratic Party the Kennedy Party. Well, there you go. And that's what I was going to say. You know, my, my own father was a Kennedy Democrat and an old Democrat because of how they really at least showed compassion for Israel. But that Democrat Party, Mark, is gone. And this is why I always, if, if you follow me on Radio Victor Instagram, Radio Victor Twitter, or if you follow me on Facebook, I always end my comments with hashtag walk away. Wait, you haven't been banned yet? Have I haven't been, banned? believe it or not, I have not been banned. I'm pretty sure I'm being shadow banned, <laughs> but I haven't been completely banned. But I, I end all of my comments with hashtag uh, walk away. Because if you were a Democrat, a Kennedy Democrat, you cannot be a Democrat today. You just can't because it is not the same party. And that's what I think a lot of our Jewish friends, Mark, and our Jewish brethren need yeah, to uh, understand. You, you, you see the new uh, Talib's brilliant idea. Let's raise the minimum wage to twenty dollars. Oh my goodness! So she has learned nothing from raising the minimum wage to fifteen when everybody started losing jobs. Now she wants to go to twenty. Why not make it a hundred? Why not a hundred? Why not? You know, Mark, I I have. Uh, this is what I'd like here's, to see. If here's I, the funniest if, thing that she said: eggs have gone up, bread has gone up, <laughs> yeah. things that we buy have gone up. Well, <laughs> hey, genius, Talib, 
Guess what? It's because you keep raising the minimum wage, so everybody along that distribution yeah. line is now making, instead of seven mm-hmm. and a quarter, they're now making $15 an hour. So guess what? That $2 loaf of bread is now $8, yep. and their, their $15 an hour buys less than the seven and a quarter used to. Absolutely, Mark, man. Uh, listen, we're going to go to our break right now. When we come back, Mark, I want you to talk a little bit about what happened to the NYPD cops the other day with, oh, the, with people throwing water on them. So hang tight, folks. We'll be right back. You're listening to America's Web Radio. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. This is Ron Camacho, host of the Business Hour, on Fridays from 10 to 11 a.m. Join me as I talk with passionate professionals on a program that profiles the best businesses, business professionals, business practices, and fascinating individuals to get an insider view of how America works, 10 to 11 a.m. on America's Web Radio. Quick Stakes, that's Q-U-I-K Stakes, are not just for surveyors. They are great for family and community gardens. Go online to www.quickstake.com or contact your local land surveying supply dealer and get you a box of Quick Stakes. You'll love them every year when you plant your garden. Again, that's Quick Stakes, Q-U-I-K Stakes, the truly preferred way to stake and identify what's in your garden now. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is On Point with Victor. And we're having a great discussion on the phones here with Mark the Shock from New York. Uh, you know, Mark, Mark, I want to bring up one thing before you get into the NYPD cops that uh, were, was a, where they were assaulted and didn't and couldn't do anything about it. Um, you mentioned the minimum wage. Well, I just want to let our listeners know out there that uh, you know, Mister Socialist, Captain Socialist, oh, this is awesome. uh, Captain Socialist Sanders. Uh, got busted over the weekend because he's not paying his campaign workers. He's not even paying them $15 an hour. So he, he's got these people working for him, running around, wanting him to be elected so he can give everyone else out there $15 an hour, but he's not going to pay his people. So like I always say, folks, socialism is for the people, not for the elitist. And Sanders had no intentions of paying his people. So Monday or yesterday, yeah, yesterday, Monday, Sanders is out there saying, well, I can't, I can't pay $15 an hour because I'm going to have to cut some hours. So now the campaign released a statement this morning, Mark, they're going to lay off some campaign workers <laughs> well, so they the can pay. World. Yeah. So Bernie Sanders is making every conservative economicist economic point for us right there for everybody to see now if the rnc mark if the republican national committee has not already begun producing advertisements using this fiasco with bernie sanders and the minimum wage then they that's a dereliction of duty on the rnc's part because it is the real world meets the i can i can save 
you know, twenty $20 trillion dollars, or Kamala Harris's, I can cover everybody, and it'll only cost me twenty trillion. But that's okay; I can cover it without raising taxes. Yeah, yeah, there's going to invent magic money. Oh my goodness, so that's Bernie. That was, I can't believe we missed that at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, Bernie that's right. Is the most amazing socialist I've ever seen. Yep. The capitalist socialist. We should set a new heading: the capitalist socialist. Mm -hmm. well, Because when it deals with you. You can be a capitalist, but when it deals with other people's money, you have to be a socialist. Yeah, well, like I said, Bernie the socialist will be a capitalist and he will be rich. You the peasant will bear the burdens of socialism. And that's the way it goes in every country that's ever tried socialism. Mark, Bernie Sanders has never held a private sector job in his life, but yet he is a multi-millionaire. Yeah, isn't How that does surprising? That happen? It's just crazy. So, and Mark... How come he hasn't given his money to everyone else as the socialist is supposed to do? Exactly. Why isn't he paying $15 an hour to his campaign workers? Yeah, that should come out of his coffee. Eight, that's why. <laughs> and three houses. So, yeah, so, Mark, I want to hear your perspective on what happened to the New York cops. Uh, can you give a little background on what well, happened like, for the listeners there out there? Were, there were two arrests in New York that were going on. There was an NYPD officer arresting someone in Harlem a couple days ago. Um, what of a black cruiser. They're putting the guy in handcuffs, and people started just piling water, throwing buckets of water at them, throwing water. And at some point, they actually threw the bucket, and it hit the officer in the back of the head. Now, in any other police force on this planet, other than maybe L.A., okay, That would be cause for an immediate arrest and assault on a police officer. Now, let's say, okay, now the guy threw a bucket, okay? He threw a bucket of water, all right? We're, now, what happens if he throws a bucket of pee or a bucket of acid? Oh, is that also nothing? And your stinking mayor, the guy who can't even come back when his city's in the dark and people are getting crazy, he's out on the campaign trail. Not the, Listen, the further he's out on the campaign trail, the less harm he can do here in New York City. But I divest for, for a second there, going back. <laughs> so you got to look at this and say, this is an assault on a police officer. This is a violent felony, okay? But in New York City, you have these cops walking away in the 73rd Precinct. And why did they walk away in Brooklyn? Same thing happened. Why did they walk away? Two cops being drenched with water. Some little yahoo jumps up behind the cop and literally tosses the bucket of water over his head. And it's on clear video. Has that guy been arrested yet? Not likely. Because they have a stinking mayor in New York City and the politicians who want the city to be lawless. Why? Because they're insane. They're so far left, they've fallen off reality. Reality has a point. They've gone beyond that reality. And now you have people in the city who are literally going to take possession. You want the cops to walk away from these areas? In about 30 minutes, the area would be completely burnt down and disastrous. They would be looting the stores. But that's where they're pushing this. And Mark, the cops are not going to show up. And, Mark, the, the business owners and, and, and the citizens of New York, they can't even carry a weapon to protect themselves. Nope. You can't so, even carry a slingshot in New York City. Right. So you've got this, for lack of a better term, this complete dunce and, and de Blasio. And and the rest and the and the Cortezes and the rest of those people in New York. Well, let's let's talk local. You've got Blasio, and then you've got the city councils, and you've got the state representatives in New York. Who Mark? They're all at least let's in, in this New York area where this happened. They're all Democrats. And these. And they're, here's what amazes me. Okay, here's what really amazes me, and I'll tell you what really really irks my you know what. Okay, chaps my butt is these cops have been told 
to walk away from these exactly. things. Exactly. And they have been told to stand down from these attacks. And these are what this is exactly what it is. It's an attack. Mm-hmm. This is nothing more and, than a physical attack. And it's going to get worse. Oh, it is getting worse. Yeah. It is getting when, worse. When you tell your police officers to stand down, Mark... Now, Mark, you have a lot to do with the FOP, the Fraternal Order of Police. Yes. Now, Mark, tell me, when you as a police officer are told to stand down and you have to start taking abuse um, in your 8-to-5 job... Your morale... And, okay, that's what I wanted to get to. Sub- Where does the morale go, Mark? Goes subatomic. Your morale is, listen, I don't even want to show up for this job every, every mm-hmm. day. And I'll tell you what else is going to happen, is they're going to stop doing their job because they don't want to tangle with stupid people. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to tangle where everything that's going on around them is their fault. Right. Okay? If a cop goes into an area, all right, that he has to do law enforcement, he has to make an arrest, and he's going to be assaulted, is that officer going to go do the arrest? He's going to hmm. say, you know what, I'm going to just keep driving. I don't care. No, he's, he's going to say, I want to go home to my family. Yeah. I want to make it home because, Mark, this is the problem. Today or yesterday, it was water. Tomorrow, it might be knives. It That's might be exactly guns. That's exactly the point. And, and, and these police officers, they're men, women, wives, husbands, uh, daughters, sons that want to get home safe. And now they have a mayor and they have Democrat representatives that just say, your life isn't worth squat. You know, the, the problem is, is that it, it is law enforcement is under attack. And it used to be when law enforcement was under attack, they fought back. Mm-hmm. Okay, They wouldn't take that crap. And the politicians would be supportive of them because they know that that thin blue line is what keeps this society in order. Absolutely. It's the job that no one else wants to do. Mm-hmm. No one, you know, you go into these areas where they hate the police until they need the police, and until then they, they want to know why they weren't there fast enough. Guess exactly. what? Exactly. If you don't support your police, they're not going to be there for you. And the problem is, when that happens, all hell is going to break loose. It and is going to be a disaster. And then they're going to want to know... Why the police weren't there? Well, guess what? The police weren't there because they don't want a problem. Yeah. Because you know what? They don't need to be attacked by imbeciles on the street. Let the imbeciles do what they want to do. If you don't want to support us, goodbye. Well, Mark, the police, the pro- I mean, the, what this leads to is hardworking. Look, 98%, if not 99%, 99.9% are good, are good are people. Good people who want yep. to serve the community. Yep. They didn't get in it for the money. Exactly. They do it because they want to serve and they want to help their fellow man. And you're right, Mark. It's probably 99.9%. And those they're, they're good people. And they don't do this job for a lot of money. But you know what? You don't get into to law enforcement for the money. You don't get into serving the country and the military for the money. You do it for pride. You do it for country. And when when you tie the hands of law enforcement and then you promote and you feed into the lawlessness and you promote the disrespect to law enforcement officers i mean mark this is not going to lead to a good place all the work that giuliani did oh, it's all gone it's, it's gone it's destroyed you walk around that city now it's like a sewer again yeah it, it really went from is. being a pristine city where you could walk around 3 o'clock in the morning without fear of reprisal, mm-hmm. without somebody attacking you, without tripping over homeless people, to everywhere it smells like urine, everywhere there's a homeless guy, everywhere there's somebody begging for money. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous. It's gone back to what it was under Dinkins. 
Yes, yes, I'm glad. Absolutely, and and for listeners out there, just look up Mayor Dinkins, and and you're going to see where, where probably he's an idol of De Blasio. I, um, but Mark, it when you look at New York City, it's all. Let me ask you this, Mark. Where's the closest Republican when you when you talk about Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, and the Nassau five County. boroughs? <laughs> Nassau County, and that is where you're talking Long Island. Yep, uh, folks, if you're not familiar with New York, you've got to get on a train to get to the first Republican uh, represented district out there. So my point there, Mark, is look what Democrats do to cities. You see it in New York. You see it in Detroit. You see it in New Orleans. You see it in L.A. You see it in San Francisco. All Democrats. In every city I just mentioned, there is a huge homeless problem. There's a crime problem. And Chicago, don't let me leave out Chicago. There's a homeless problem, crime problem, uh, just complete lawlessness. Strictest gun laws in the country, the most murders. Hmm. There's an inverse correlation there. Absolutely, and and the and the common denominator of every city I just mentioned is there's not a Republican in sight, and and Mark in most of those cities there hasn't been a Republican in sight for forty yeah. years. They, I tell you this much: in 2020, the Democratic Party is going to be shocked by minorities saying, "You know what? I'm tired of the rhetoric and the promises from the Democratic Party." I've listen. I may not like Trump as a person. But damn, is he doing great for our community and for our population? Yeah, absolutely. Our economy is going to kill the Democrats. It's killing them now. What is their platform? Their platform is what? I was trying to figure out the other day what they are standing for. Mm -hmm. And I really, yeah, well, they don't stand anywhere. They kneel. But trying to figure out what is their platform? What, What are they going to do for this country? That's right. I mean, uh, they'll stand on occasion, but uh, if you put a flag in front of them, uh, you can make them kneel real quick. Look, Mark, um, we believe it or not are at the end of the show here, and thank you so much, Mark. And I tell you, Mark, I want to bring you back because I want to have a further discussion on Israel because I had a one of my uh, left-of-center listeners on, on this issue chime in to me and had uh, some things to say about Israel and that area, and I want to get into another store, another uh, topic about that uh, or well, another see, discussion. Apparently so we'll, the, the odd squad may be going to Israel, at least some of them. Yeah, right. So we'll get to that next time, Mark. Thank you so much for being Thank here, you, folks. have a great weekend. Thanks have for listening. Week. You've been listening to On Point with Victor. This is America's Web Radio. Stay tuned for Locked and Loaded with Roger B. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.